Should have stopped at the bodega. <laughs> I don't have an Arizona iced tea to open up. We have gone oh. into the subway. Uh, this is Willett's Pod, not at the park. Uh, Willett's Pod in the subway. Yeah, Willett's Pod in the subway right now. I'm Jesse from the internet. Janice is here from the internet with me. Yes, yes. I'm in person this time, though. Yeah, really yeah. here in New York. We're looking at each other face to face. We mm-hmm. are both looking at my phone to see the sound bars from these Bluetooth microphones as we're in the subway station. We'll take can, a little walk uh, back towards the back of the platform. Can confirm that Jesse is indeed a carbon-based uh, figure and is, is a real person. I, Me, on the other hand, I, I cannot confirm that I am real. I just touched Janice's arm. I confirmed that she is <laughs> real. Uh, we are starting this show today at the Bergen Street Station on the 2-3 line after coming out of the New York Liberties absolutely ridiculous 89-88 win over the Washington Mystics, a game in which, um, what was it, 13-nothing before the Liberty scored a point? Uh, yeah, the Liberty did not, uh, essentially it was nine unanswered points and then that turned into 13 unanswered points. And for a minute, I was like, will, will the Liberty ever score a basket, ever? Yeah, uh, they missed a ton of three-pointers. You come to a Liberty game expecting to see a veritable, you know, and it is an all-star team, yeah, uh, led by the all-star captain, Brianna Stewart. And, and they are also one of the best three-point shooting teams in the entire league if not actually the best three-point shooting team in the mm-hmm. league. I don't have a statue to go off of, but I can verify that they, they know how to make their shots. Uh, but for a little while, a lot of their shots were not landing. They were getting fantastic looks in the first half. Uh, definitely uh, 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 Courtney Vandersloot, uh, Ben Ijelani, both recipients of fantastic looks. And yeah, a lot of their shots just weren't falling. Yeah, it was... Uh an extremely weird game, weird fouls, weird shots that just didn't drop, um, open looks, open passes that didn't get made, um, strange fouls, strange officiating, and yet a, a good time, and um, yeah, Liberty coming out uh, ahead. A good time was had, for sure. Uh, I did notice that that fourth quarter strategy, and and Jesse, you pointed this out, and uh, our seatmates to the left of us were essentially saying that, yeah, a good strategy was drawing those falls in the fourth quarter to go to the line. So uh, the the Liberty are an okay free free throw shooting team. Uh, They're perhaps, like, not one of the best in the league, but they were making those shots, though, and it was enough to... uh, create some parity and yeah even things out yeah Courtney Vandersloot missed a free throw late too there were missed free throws on both sides um, throughout that game I don't want to talk too specifically about the game because by the time anybody hears this it's going to be um, well here comes a train into the station so I'm just going to vamp for a minute and uh, hold the microphone real close to my face as we are going to get onto the two train and do a little bit more of the podcast from there This is a Manhattan-bound two train, so we're gonna 
head on our way towards Manhattan. And uh, I, I want to ask you, Jess, you've uh, been in New York for a couple of days now. You've seen the Met, uh, seen the Yankees. You've seen the yeah. Liberty now. Um, how bad are the food choices at our fair cities sporting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what we did our, our draft on the other night. You haven't been to City Field yet, but you've I been to two places where the food is garbage. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Uh, so uh, I, I did text my friend uh, Bradford Davis asking him, hey, is there anything I must eat at Yankee Stadium? Assuming there would be at least one thing, um, like one, one like bucket list type food item that I should have. And, and he said, nope. <laughs> I I did get the cocktail though. I, I did get the vodka lemonade and uh, the and the cocktail shaker that comes with a tiny hat, just because I am a sucker for a souvenir cup. Yeah, I've gotten the uh, the, the cocktail shaker with the tiny helmet on the top of Yankee Stadium. It's very is, adorable. Um, quite possibly the best concession item in the joint. Uh, we'll try to... Fortunately, I don't have too wide of an ass, and we can both uh, slide into this uh, seat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I did see some things at Yankee Stadium that looked okay uh, on service level, so I did see the ridiculous milkshakes. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple of kids with them. Uh, as someone who is lactose intolerant, I respectfully declined to take part in any of that. Uh, it, it's just like a lot of those food items where, like, they look amazing. Like, like they're obviously meant for Instagram. They're meant to be Instagrammable, uh, and they sound good in theory. But in execution, you're just like, oh no, I'm I'm, I'm gonna have a terrible time if I if I consume this. <laughs> is Yankee Stadium a ballpark for influencers? Is that is it better for that than for baseball? It uh, could be. Yeah, so uh, my Yankee Stadium experience, I actually liked it uh, just because I opted for the pinstripe pass. I, I am a roamer. I, I, I like to walk around any ballpark I'm at, especially if it's a ballpark I've never been to. Uh, so this was my first visit. Uh, everyone kept to themselves. No one spoke to me. Uh, and I loved that, actually. <laughs> that is a great thing about New York is that uh, we mind our business here. Yes. For the most part. If somebody <laughs> is talking to you who is a stranger, uh, that is probably somebody who is, you know, asking you for money on the subway. Um, and you recognize what that is. And you either do and you don't. And you go about your day. And, and they go about their day as well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Although my ride, uh, I, I also, I think I, I took the D train uh, to Yankee. Was it the F train? It, it, it was one of those two. It was the D to, to Yankee Stadium. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It, it was the D to Yankee Stadium. Uh, so I actually got a show. Uh, there was a guy that was oh, pole, showtime. pole dancing uh, on yeah. the center of the subway. Uh, he was very talented. Uh, I would say do that's they, probably the most entertained I've been on a subway ride. Do they not do that? On, do they not have Showtime on the L? No, they do not. Uh, the L does not have Showtime. <laughs> people just sit there and commute. Like, people, people just sit there and commute. Yeah, nothing really happens. Um, it's. It's an entirely different experience where I feel as if there's definitely a lot more room to be to be weird in New York. Uh, at the same time, there's also room to be isolated. So, like, you could be weird and ignore people at the same time. But in Chicago, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if maybe people are just too shy to be that weird in Chicago. It, it, it's a strange dynamic. There's, is it shyness or is it like a, a Midwestern kind of uh, sense of shame 
A little bit of both, maybe? I mean, like you talk about people are, are going to come up to you in Chicago and talk to you on the street, like, as I would consider that to be a complete weirdo behavior. Um, yes. That, not a thing that we do in on the East Coast, certainly not in New York. Um, I've spent plenty of time in Philadelphia as well. That is uh, not a city where people will just walk up to you on the street and say something beyond uh, <laughs> a simple go birds uh, if they see that you're wearing the clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a Midwestern nice, but a lot of the times it is certainly more passive aggressive, I would say. Uh, where I, I've had like many instances where I'll, I'll fly solo to uh, like Wrigley Field and, and like someone will like try to con- start a conversation with me. Like it, it won't matter what I'm wearing. Like like I, I'm not one of those people that will show up to a ballpark and like wear my favorite team's gear if they're mm-hmm. not playing. Like I'll, I'll either just go incognito or find something to wear if I just happen to own like an article of clothing for whoever's playing. Uh, but yeah, regardless, someone typically will find something to talk to me about. I do, I do find it strange when people wear the clothing of a team that is neither team in the game they are at. Like yes. That you've, you've made a choice. <laughs> you've gotten dressed that morning. You've had shirts to choose from, and you've gone with uh, a, a Cubs shirt at a Yankees-Twins game. Yeah. Uh, that's There's always a Cubs fan somewhere wearing a Cubs shirt and a Cubs hat. Usually both. It never fails, yeah. Often the shirt tucked into the jeans, boat shoes. Painting a picture of a very specific, but that Cubs fan is everywhere. They're they're very ubiquitous. And they do want to talk. They absolutely do. They want you to know that they're Cubs fans. <laughs> God help you if they're also a Big Ten football fan. I would say, like, when it comes to the fan bases, the the Cubs are definitely one of the more extroverted fan bases I, I've seen. They, they, they definitely want to talk to you. They, they essentially... W- yeah, in a way that White Sox fans uh, do not. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the White Sox fans are also extroverted, but it's to a lesser degree, I want to say. It, it's definitely much more of a muted extroversion. Well, I think a White Sox fan is more likely to just be like, uh, are you a cop? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And that's who I want to hang out with. Precisely. You want to hang out with people who aren't cops. Yeah. <laughs> Cubs fans? Cops. I think, uh, are the Cubs the, the cop team? Like, does CPD have a preferred team? I honestly think uh, both teams are somewhat, like, cop-friendly. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, like... If you had to call one of them the cop team, I think it, it is the Cubs. It would probably be the Cubs, yeah. Like, like, like leaning, leaning Cubs, I would say. Much I mean, because the Yankees logo is a cop insignia. It is. It's yes, it is. after a cop medal. And, um, my relationship with the Yankees, as, as we pull into the station where I grew up, um, remains uh, such a... Because, like... The Yankees were so my parents' team, and I've realized that more. Like, we have a brick outside of of City Field. My great grandfather was long dead by the time the ballpark opened, but 
Um, we we got a brick out there that says most specter a fan forever from his kids. Um, and my grandfather was a Giants fan. Um, so I mean, my great grandfather was too. So it's weird that like you know, came from a family of Giants fans, and it's like, what do you, what do they do? Um, my great grandfather really went to the Mets. My grandfather, and my father, really trended more to the Yankees. Um, and then I grew up more Yankees, but also into the Mets. And in the last couple of years. Um, I don't feel like I don't fit as much as a Yankee fan as I do as a Met fan. It, it's just a a personal growth thing, and it's a weird thing to experience because I've you know I've always thought of myself as both, but like I find myself a lot more feeling like oh, maybe it's also that the Yankees are annoying, and we talked about this last episode, like. You're in that kind of situation where it's like you want things to finally just like hit the shits, so they have to make their changes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of a weird time to be a Yankee fan as well. I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, I'd say that my observation of Yankees fans is that, and I had this conversation with a Yankees fan a little while ago, is that it's really hard to find authentic fans. And what I mean by that is, like, people who actually wear Yankees gear and actually enjoy the team, Mm -hmm. as opposed to people who are just wearing it because it's kind of a fashion statement. Uh, You definitely see a lot of influencers, not necessarily baseball fans, who will wear uh, Yankees or Dodgers gear. The Dodgers are also a very popular team that that, that, yeah. that, that this happens to uh, and actually like find like genuine people who cheer for the team and so uh, this said Yankees fan was basically like yeah like I've been reluctant to talk to Yankees fans in the wild just because I don't know if they're influencers or you know people like me <laughs> well I mean last year uh, we did the the live podcast at the ballpark and uh, Sophie Ross and I uh, saw Livy Dunn. Uh, we got rizzed up early. <laughs> we were well before Baby Gronk on getting rizzed up. So yeah, it oh, is. Oh wow, uh, lots of riz, yeah. An influencer haven. Um, also saw Joe Burrow autographed helmet at that game, like being sold. Like it's it's a mall. It's an experience, and definitely. I think that that's like the Yankees Yankee Stadium and the Yankees as an institution are like as much of a New York thing as like the Met not the team the museum like you yes, gotta come yes. to New York and you're gonna see five different things on your vacation here and one of them will just be you know the Yankees um, that's there you so, go. Yeah, so, so the, that that's one thing down on my New York bucket list, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now you've also seen the Liberty. And I've also seen... go see the Mets. Yeah, yeah. The, that so was the sports vacation. Yeah, the, the, this was 1,000%. I, I intended to, to do this. I, I knew that the Yankees, Mets, and Liberty were all playing, like, in the same long weekend. Mm-hmm. So I saw opportunity. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it all. Yeah, that was... Uh, I did that, you know, the other way, going to Chicago once. Um, the year that... I guess it was 04 uh, yeah because it was the last year of the Expos um, and Hurricane Ivan moved the White Sox uh, moved the Expos Marlins series to Sox Park yeah yeah um so I saw that Cubs Pirates Brewers Giants 
and then uh, yeah, headed back east. Yeah, I guess like one thing I am curious about. So the divide on between, and you touched upon this a little bit, Jesse. Mm-hmm. But the divide, the divide between whether someone is divinated to be a Yankees fan or a Mets fan. So in Chicago, it's very much so territorial. I mean, th- there are some outliers. Like, like there are definitely like, hey, I'm I'm from the north side of the city, but I just happen to like the White Sox mm-hmm. for whatever strange mm-hmm. reason. I- is it a similar experience in New York, where it's really more so like? Geographical, or in, not really? In some ways, yes. In other ways, I mean, Queens has more Mets fans. I mean, the areas around the park. But also, Queens is gigantic, and there are parts of Queens where there are more Yankee fans. Um, I would say the, uh, the cop places. Um, <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, I, I'm thinking, like, where in Queens it's uh, it's Yankee fans, and, and to me it's, like, the places that the cops live, like Howard Beach and, and maybe into, you know, Masspath, Ridgewood. Masspath has more Mets fans. But, like, yeah, you, you can think of neighborhoods and be like, is this more Mets neighborhood or Yankees neighborhood? Um, the Bronx is more Yankees. I mean, the Yankees are everywhere. There's nowhere you can go. There are Yankees. Fans like I, I live. Um, yeah, if you take the four train back down to Manhattan and switch to the end, there's plenty of Yankee fans on the train back to Astoria. There's plenty of Yankee fans on the seven train even. Um, it's a huge city. There's eight million people, and there's you know, yeah, sure, sure, probably like two million Mets fans, four million Yankee fans, two million people who don't care, something like that. If if you, I don't know exactly how you. Makes it. And then there's people like me who like both are perfectly happy. Yeah, when yeah I, I've noticed that it's a lot more acceptable to like both teams here in New York, but in Chicago, that is not a thing. Even though I do have to say that relations between the two nations have definitely improved within the past, past couple of years. <laughs> uh, uh, I would say, yeah, politically, uh, we get along. For the most part, uh, Cubs fans and Sox fans mostly get along. Yeah, I don't think there's a real political uh, divide for, for any of it. I think it's uh, well, because it's a true it's true of any fan base, right? There's always going to be reactionaries and weirdos, and, and there's plenty of Met fans that wanted to have Trevor Bauer on the team, like. You get a wide enough group of humanity, you're always going to have whatever. But I don't know, there's not not a lot of reactionary uh, Liberty fans. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And we were talking about this a little uh, when we first met, uh, and we were talking a little bit about this over brunch, where it's like uh, there's not a lot of douchebags in WNBA fandom, or at least there aren't like just like belligerent assholes. I mean, there are, but yeah. it, it's definitely of a lesser degree than like say MLB. Yeah, and that's nice, and that is why we had... Is this our stop? ...a really cool time at today's game, and this is our stop to transfer trains, so we will do that. And... Yeah, I think, uh... What what was your experience with uh, the WNBA game that we saw, and, and going to a Liberty game for the first time, having been to... 
uh, many a Chicago Sky game. How how does it compare and contrast? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Uh, so I, d- I do have to say that watching Courtney Vandersloot play in a uniform that is not a Chicago Sky uniform, it broke my heart. Uh, she spent 11 or so seasons with the Sky. Uh, she is essentially their franchise player. So to see her in another uniform was strange. And it's definitely not like, you know, like a Ken Griffey Jr. situation. And I was talking, I, was, I made a little joke before the game where it was like, I, I really wanted to buy a jersey, but I wasn't sure if I could, you know, drop $130 on, on, on something like that. Uh, but yeah, to kind of have a Courtney Vandersloot jersey, a New York Liberty jersey, would be strange for me. <laughs> yeah. Um... But you did wind up getting a really cool tank top. I did, yeah. I got a really cool shirt. Uh, and especially after today's game, I have like a, a huge amount of respect for a lot of those players. Like, Benajah Laney had a fantastic game today. Uh, just watching her kind of patiently sit in the corner for, for, for those threes. And, she, I mean, she didn't take the three all the time. A lot of the times, as soon as she got the pass, she would absolutely just, like, penetrate into the paint and try to knock the ball in. Uh but yeah, I, I loved watching her. Uh, Lute, of course, uh, the usuals, uh, Stewie, uh, Sabrina, of course, just another fantastic, fun player to watch. And there were there were times today too when like things were just not clicking. Like there were passes that Courtney Spanish did not make that usually she makes. And certainly there were shots that did not fall. That like Brianna Stewart could have had thirty points today. I Absolutely. don't know how much she wound up with, but like. She could have had 30, and she could always have 30, but yeah, she totally. really could have had 30 if her shots would have just gone down. I have to say, I mean, like, the uh, the Mystics' defense, especially in the first half, uh, it didn't seem like they were putting all that much pressure on the Liberty. Uh, but, of course, too, uh, that second half really kind of uh, turned things around. Well, you'll, you'll notice, like, players like Brittany Sykes, perhaps, like, one of, like, the better defenders in the entire league. She absolutely was, like, just putting stops on a lot of those plays. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, and her two Tasha Cloud also, too, was, was definitely uh, a pain in the butt for the Liberty. Goodness. Uh, oh, also also that uh, Shakira Austin. Uh, I, I didn't read up on what happened to her, but she took a very hard fall, and yes, I want to say the, the third quarter. Uh, she wasn't getting up. Uh, she was carried out. Carried out. You never like the non-contact injury that's always uh our our seatmates were saying that she fell uh very hard on her side yeah, so our our best wishes to her and uh but we really enjoy, overall enjoyed this game it was weird as hell but it, fun as hell too it was weird as hell but yeah fun as hell i'd say uh, ellie is certainly one of the better mascots in the in in the in the uh, w she's incredibly disturbing to look at at first because you think why does she have elephant feet that then have human feet growing out of them uh, but she's you know she's cause it's because she's got freaking dance moves is why she does she, she she's a fantastic dancer and she you know gives me a fist bump at a lot of games. I've been fortunate to, to strike up that enough of a friendship that way with Ellie the Elephant. I'm always proud of uh, proud of that and enjoy that. <laughs> and uh, We love and support Ellie the Elephant. And uh, what else do we love and support? We love and support 
uh, women in sports. We sure do. Women that play sports. Women that cover sports. Hell yeah. Yes, we do. All right. <laughs> well, I will see you, uh, Janice, tomorrow uh, back at City Field to see the Mets. We will not be podcasting from there, and I have no idea... If- Uh, what that relation is in time to uh, when this will actually air, but uh, we are sitting on a nice air-conditioned number one train and uh, heading a little bit further uptown, but we're going to put the podcast uh, microphones away because uh, we're just done, right? I believe so, yeah. What if another fantastic, fun-filled day in New York City? Uh, Glad to have you here, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much.